Today we will be in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, the name of the message is the riches of His grace. The riches of His grace. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Last week we looked at verse 6 and we saw how God does all things to the praise of the glory of His grace. Today we'll be looking at verse 7. Verse 7 says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Now last week again we looked at verse 6 and how we are accepted in the Beloved. We are accepted in Christ. The message that we preach, if you take Christ out, we have nothing. He's everything. He's everything. He's the heart of what we believe. He's the object of our faith. And this scripture here starts out with, in whom? In whom? And remember this. Let's remember this too. Last week we also did a review of verses 1 to 6 and and we looked at how all those things that are stated are to the praise of the glory of His grace. This verse also, to the praise of the glory of His grace. We have redemption. We who believe. We have redemption in Christ. And look at, well, let's, let's unpack this verse. Let's, I pray the Lord, will, the Holy Spirit will illuminate it for us and that we can learn. Look at this. and It says, in whom? In whom? So this connects with the verse above and we can see that Christ is the one spoken of here. To the praise of the glory of His grace, verse 6, Wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. That's Christ. And then it says, in whom? Speaking of Christ. So it connects with verse 6. And we know, we know from verse um, 3 that all spiritual blessings are in Christ. They're all in him. But in whom here is Christ again? Now, Paul's writing to the saints at Ephesus. He's writing to believers in Christ. He's writing to believers in Christ. He says, in whom, being Christ, we have redemption through His blood. Now, in the Greek, the little words there, we have, in the Greek, means this. And and what great joy this will bring the believer. It means to possess. To possess. We have. We possess. Believers in Christ possess redemption through His blood. And this is wonderful news for sinners. That's why what we proclaim is is good news for the lowly. It's good news for the lowly. We have to possess redemption. Redemption. Redemption in the Greek is defined as this, a deliverance procured by the payment of a ransom. Deliverance by the payment of a ransom. Oh, we have. The believer possesses deliverance. Deliverance. The payment of a ransom. Now, who needs, 
Who needs redemption? Those who are lost. Those who are fallen. Those who are sinners before a holy and righteous God. And we know that when Adam fell, all of humanity fell with him. All of humanity. He was our federal head. So all of humanity is lost and born dead in trespasses and sins. And we know that from chapter 2, right? Because it says we're born, we're, we, we come into this world dead in trespasses and sins. There is no one who is not guilty before God. And then, just flip over, let's just look over quick, just real quick, because we've, we've looked at this many times. But look at verse 2, or chapter 2, verse 1. And, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And then look at verse 4. But God, there it is. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Born dead, and God has mercy upon sinners. So who needs redemption? Sinners need redemption. Sinners need redemption. The lowly need redemption. Now, naturally, we're not lowly. (laughs) Naturally, we're full of pride and full of self-righteousness. But God makes us lowly. He brings us down. He brings us down. So all who fell in Adam are in the same condition, right? We who believe are no different than everyone else, except that we've been saved by the grace of God in Christ. But when we come into this world, there's no difference. None. None. And think of this. All who fell in Adam are in the same condition as they have no way to obtain redemption for themselves. So when we come into this world dead in trespasses and sins, we have no way to obtain redemption. We also have no ability to obtain redemption. So, so we're, we're in a desperate state. And this is an also a fact, we don't even know we're lost when we're in that state. Remember how you were? Did you think you were lost? I didn't think I was lost. I thought I was going to heaven because I was a good person. <laughs> wow. We find out, no, no, we're not a good person. No. God saves bad people. He saves sinners. He saves sinners. He didn't come to save the righteous. So one must be lost before they can be saved. You see? And this is what the gospel shows us. And the Holy Spirit shows us that we are lost sinners. We flee to Christ. I'm only a sinner. Saved by grace. eh? We see ourselves for what we are. So who needs redemption? Sinners. Sinners need redemption. Mm. And this is why why it's absolutely vital to preach Christ. Because where do sinners find redemption? In whom? We have redemption. It's only in Christ. It's nowhere else. It's nowhere else. This is why we must preach Christ to a lost and dying world. We don't know who the elect are, but God knows who they are. 
So we proclaim the gospel, the general call, it's called. Out it goes. In the effectual call of the Holy Spirit, God draws His people by the preaching of the Word. And this is why a preacher can preach with confidence. Confidence in Christ, not in themselves. Confidence that God's Word will accomplish what it sets out to do. So every time a man gets in the pulpit and preaches Christ, God's work is God's word is going forth with power and accomplishing whatever He wills. Oh, so what must we be redeemed from? Turn, if you would, to Matthew chapter one, verse twenty-one. What must we be redeemed from? We must be redeemed from our sins. We must be redeemed for our sins. Why did Christ come? Oh, look at this wonderful scripture in Matthew one twenty-one. What must we be redeemed from? Our sins. Why did Christ come? And she shall bring forth a son, and doubt shall call his name Jesus. And look at this. I love the verbiage. For he shall save his people from their sins. He shall. Successful Savior. He shall. The reason Christ came into this world was to save His people from their sins. To satisfy God's law and justice in their place. To live a perfect life that they could never live. To save His people from their sins. And He did it. He did it. We proclaim a successful Savior. He's not a failure. Oh, He's a wonderful, merciful Savior. And God's law and justice is satisfied in Christ. Sin has utterly ruined us. We must be redeemed from our sins. Must be paid in full. We're bankrupt. I like what Brother Tom Harden says. We're bankrupt sinners. Mercy beggars. At the feet of Christ. No ability to save ourselves. How shall we be saved? For He shall save His people from their sins. He shall. And look at our text again. In whom we have, we possess this redemption. Now to obtain redemption, sin must be removed. And this is accomplished by our Redeemer through the shedding of His precious blood. Look at our text. In whom we have redemption through His blood. Through His blood. Christ pays the price for the sins of His people. Now remember the Greek meaning of redemption. A deliverance by the payment of a ransom. A deliverance by the payment of of a ransom. In Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ has delivered His people from their sins. He paid the ransom in full. In full. Look at, but here's the cost. Here's the cost in our text. Through His blood. Through His blood. Through the shedding of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Through the shedding of the blood of the perfect sinless sacrifice. Through His blood. There's a cost. There's a cost for the redemption. 
The precious blood of Christ. The precious blood of Christ. Our sins which were as scarlet become white as snow. The crimson dye becomes white as wool. White as wool. Through His blood. The redeemed of the Lord have forgiveness of all their sins through His blood. Through His blood. We're caught up by the cords of sin, are we? We can't get out. We have no ability. Christ pays the redemption price for all His people. Turn, if you would, to Colossians 1, 1, 13 and 14. We are held captive by our sins. Captive by Satan. In darkness before the Lord saves us. But praise be the God, He delivers His people from the bondage and condemnation of sin. He delivers. He, redemption, He delivers us by the payment of His own precious blood. Look at Colossians 1, 13 and 14 who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. In whom? And remember what we're looking at in Ephesians 1.7. I'll read Ephesians 1.7 before we read that again. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. And look what Paul writes to the Colossians. In whom we have redemption, deliverance, through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. This must be preached. This must be proclaimed. I'm not here to tell you 15 ways to live a better life. No. Because that's just useless information. Whom we have redemption through His blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. Right there. That's the truth. That's the precious truth. There's the cost for the believer in Christ. There's the cost for the forgiveness of all your sins. Through the precious blood of Christ. Through the precious blood of Christ. He shed His precious blood. He bore our sins in His body on the tree. Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lamb of God. The sinless One. Perfect, spotless, sinless. Dying in the room and place of sinners. Why? to redeem His people from all their sins at the shedding of His own precious blood. And He pays everything that God demands for the sins of His people. And think of this too. I mentioned this before. All the elect of all the ages. Scripture says that's a multitude that no man can number. And He purchased with His blood with his life, with his blood, he purchased them. He, he redeemed them, and he paid it all. And if you're a believer, you're included. Purchased by the precious blood of Christ. Purchased. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. All the sins of all the elect of all the ages were laid upon Christ. And he pays it all and he cries out, It is finished. Finished means done. 
Finished means perfect. Finished. Why do people want to keep working? And I, was, I'm not, I don't say that in a condescending way because I was there. Why do people try to gain merit and favor with God or to heaven? Christ paid it all. He paid it all. In whom we have, we possess redemption through His blood. Oh, what a wonderful Savior. What a wonderful Savior. Nothing to be added. Nothing to be added. And we just say praise His mighty name. No, that's what we say. We just give Him all the glory. Now look at the next part of our text. In whom we have, we possess redemption. Through His blood, there's the cost. There's the cost. What's the great result of this redemption? In and through the Lord Jesus Christ. The forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins. Now this is boundless grace. Those who were enemies in God... Enemies to God by our, by our thoughts, by our actions, by our deeds, by our nature. Receive the forgiveness of sins. Is there anyone left behind? Any one sin that Christ didn't pay the price for for one of His people? No. The forgiveness of sins. It's a complete salvation. It's a complete forgiveness. I've mentioned this before too. People always say, well, what about future sins? Folks get all tied up. And just, just if, they, if they ever say that to you, just say all my sins were future at Calvary's cross. Every single one of them. Either he paid it all or, he, or he, paid, he didn't pay for any. But here it says before us in our text, the forgiveness of sins. Boundless is grace. Boundless grace. All who have been redeemed by Christ Jesus our Lord have this, right? Because remember we saw we have, we possess redemption through His blood. The forgiveness of sins. All who come to Christ have this. Have this. We, we know our sinful state and we think sometimes we think, oh, how can I be a believer and think like that? Or Thank the Lord that my salvation does not depend upon what I do. Right? It depends upon what He's done. What He's done. See, religion's got it backwards. They tell you you've got to do all these things. Grace says Christ has done it all. He's done it all. The forgiveness of sins. Now we marvel at that. Sins that we, that we spoke. Sins of affection. Sins of deed. Sins that we didn't even know we sinned. That we did. Because there's a lot of them too. <laughs> the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins. May we just marvel. We who have been redeemed at this wonderful truth. 
The believer in Christ has the forgiveness of sins. Now, there was a cost, wasn't there? Through his blood. May we never forget that. Christ shed his blood for us to have the forgiveness of sins. And it's a complete forgiveness. Turn, if you would, to Romans chapter 3. It's a complete forgiveness. Now, the law of God is honored by Christ's obedience. Think of this. The law of God is honored by Christ's obedience and the justice of God is honored by Christ's death. The law of God is honored by Christ's obedience and the justice of God is satisfied by His death. Look at Romans chapter 3, verses 19 to 26. We have a full, complete forgiveness. Now we know, verse 19, that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Now, the law of God brings, brings the whole world to a position where we're all guilty. Rich, poor, don't matter what your state is. All guilty before God. All guilty before a holy and righteous God. Therefore, now here, here's a, a good verse for lawmongers. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall, be, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. You can't justify yourself by the works of the law. Because Christ did it all. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So the law shows us our sinfulness. We become guilty before God. But now the righteousness of God, which is in Christ, without the law is manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all, and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's the level playing field for the whole world. Everyone's guilty. Being justified. Now, think of this in light of our text that we've been looking at in Ephesians, right? In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Being justified freely by His grace. By His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare His righteousness for the remission of sins. Through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just that his law and justice might, might be upheld, and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Oh, this forgiveness of sins is a complete forgiveness. The remission of sins through the precious blood of Christ. And what can we say? Praise his name. That's all we can say. We can't, we can't take any glory and we don't want to. We give him all the glory. He done it all. And then look at the latter part of our verse here. In whom? Christ. We have, we possess the believer. And remember Paul's writing to the saints. So in whom? Being Christ, we have, possessive, 
We possess redemption through His blood. There's the cost, the result, the forgiveness of sins, and it's all according to the riches of His grace. It's all according to the riches of His grace. Oh, here we come to the cause of the wonderful blessings that we have looked at so far, in, the, in, in not only in this verse, but in this whole chapter so far. Here's the cause. According to the riches of His grace. According to the riches of His grace. How rich is our God in grace. How rich is He? He sits upon the throne of grace. He's the God of all grace. Hebrews says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The deliverance of His people is according to the riches of His grace. His covenant is a covenant of grace. Having mercy on undeserving sinners in Christ. His salvation is what? By grace alone. (laughs) Through faith. But we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Acts 15.11 His salvation is through grace alone. His thoughts are of grace. His ways are of grace. Is not this word a, a word of grace? Oh, He's rich. His treasure house is stored with grace. Stored with grace. And all His gifts and manifestations of, to His people are the results of His grace. Christ coming into this world was all about the grace of God in Christ. Think of this too. The grace of God planned and purposed salvation in Christ alone. The grace of God accepted the ransom in Christ alone. The grace of God determined who would be redeemed in Christ. And the grace of God makes those who have been redeemed by the blood of of Christ willing in the day of His power by the Holy Spirit of God. We're born again by the Holy Spirit of God according to the riches of His grace. And remember this too. The grace of God keeps those who've been redeemed until the end. Oh, what a wonderful Savior. Those who have been saved will be kept and glorified. And it's all according to the riches of His grace. May we meditate on this this week. May we meditate on the the riches of the grace of God in Christ towards His people. Just think about it. When things are going rough or when they're going good. May we magnify the name of our Lord. May we sing praises unto Him. Why? For all the blessings and goodness and mercy to we sinners who have been redeemed. Oh, we have much to be thankful for, don't we? Much. 
I know life gets us down. I know. I know it does. I know it wears on us sometimes, the different things that go on. But we are redeemed. We who are, we who are saved. We, we're redeemed in whom we have redemption through His blood. The, the forgiveness of sins. According to the riches of His grace. May we just praise His name this week.